0: This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3. I'm
1: not a big fan of fighting. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Not really a fan of Talking trash behind a Twitter account or an Instagram account. I'm more of a fan of, hey, let's actually talk about it, civil discourse, and let's hug afterwards. Not really a fan of shadow boxing right after you fight a seven foot tall guy and think you're the better one after you just hugged him for a while. <laughs> talking about Joel Embiid, for those <laughs> who don't know. Wasn't gonna lead off the show like this, but after a <laughs> pre show discussion by myself and Josh Coleman right next to me, who's replacing Jared Peralta today. By the way, this is Wired Up 903 from KMSA Music for the Me, Mavericks. Josh thinks Joel Embiid is a better center
2: than Nikola Jokic. That was not exactly what I said. Don't you think that, though? Is that what you think? I said it depends on the situation. Uh, If I'm uh, I'm going to a team that already has those defensive pieces around it, I'm picking Jokic. But if I have to pick a center who I know will immediately make an impact on both ends of the floor... I'm taking Joel Embiid.
1: I told Josh to get out of Colorado. He also said he does not miss Peyton Manning. So that's what we're dealing with today. That's the kind of opinionated crap.
2: Just kidding. I'm just kidding that we're dealing with today. <laughs> that's exactly how he felt. No, no, He's no. Not no, no. So
1: we're, so we're going to look at some controversial subjects here today, okay? Specifically Twitter, okay? I started off talking about Joel Embiid and his comments on Instagram. We're going to look at some people who may not deserve to have a Twitter account, a.k.a. Jermaine Whitehead, from the Browns, formerly from the Browns, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, formerly from Steelers, Raiders, Patriots, entirety of the NFL, right? Because I think some NFL athletes, professional athletes in general, should not have Twitter accounts. They're given a platform, millions of followers. They should use it with the respect that it should uphold. Everybody should try and be like a, you know, I don't know. Who's, who's an upstate? Carson Wentz. Some guy like Drew Brees. Drew Brees, even like Tom Brady, they use their social media accordingly. Or he can be a guy like Andrew Luck, who doesn't even use social media, yet he's still seen in the public eye. He does all of his talking to the press like you should. And when he does, he's respectful. He's not just going to air out his dirty laundry and say, F the company, like AB does. I think some professional athletes, most anyway, should respect platform that they're given. It's not very often that you're just given, handed to you, 1 million followers simply for your athletic ability. You could have zero character, zero respect, and the worst morals, right? Mm-hmm. Most, professional, most professional athletes are professionals at what they do, and they're trained how to handle the media, but some, the, the, min- the minority of the NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever, Mob is actually pretty quiet, but NFL and NBA more specifically. It's only a few guys who make everybody else look bad. And the rest of the NBA, NFL is like, I don't want to associate with that. Why would I? And that's why, that's why the two guys we're going to talk about for the first 15 minutes are no longer on an NFL team. By the way, at 515, Connor Dockery from MyMed Media, MSU Denver. He's a regular on the show. He'll be joining us to input. His opinion into the conversation because I needed a third opinion. Jerry's not here, Josh is here, and um, honestly, I like going back and forth with Josh. Me and Jerry agree too much. We kind of have the same opinion on a lot of things. Josh and I decipher on some things, and it's fun. It's fun. I it like I like having time. I like having an uh, an opposite opinion, and that's why we're bringing in Connor because I really don't know where he stands. He's a he's a, another you know student media guy. He's got a great radio voice, and he's going to be on at five fifteen. But looking at what we got on the agenda, I already told you Twitter. Players like Antonio Brown and Jermaine Whitehead are not invincible. But why are they acting like it when it comes to their presence online? I just said it. We give professional athletes such a platform because of their physical ability. And some choose, for the sake of making white noise or even threatening others, they dish out their dirty laundry for us all to see. For players like Jermaine Whitehead, tweets that threaten the lives of others on a public forum will get you fired, and rightfully so. Former players, former Brown, excuse me, the former Brown defensive back shortly after the game in Denver this last Sunday responded on Twitter to those who criticized his play, including former NFL player Dustin Fox, who commentates now on the Browns on a radio show. In response to Fox's comments, Whitehead wrote, Come on, get it in blood B expletive, made another expletive starting with a three-letter word, little boy. I'm out there with a broke hand. Don't get smote. He later on went to say another comment, telling him I think he was like asking for like his address. I think Jermaine actually gave his address to a fan. When it comes to like them fighting, he actually put his address or a certain address on Twitter. He told another Twitter user, "I'm gonna kill you," expletive starting with B. That's on blood. Not sure why he used the term blood any that much. I'm not sure if that's like the gang related thing. I I I'm not entirely sure.
2: I'm taking that's on blood, meaning, like, uh, he, him trying to say, like, that's going to happen. That's
1: going to happen. Like, it's a blood oath. Yeah. You know? Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But then he said, come get it in blood, be to uh, the to, to Dustin Fox. And the very next morning, the Browns were forced to release Tremaine Whitehead. Josh, were you surprised by the Browns' response, and do you think it's justified?
2: I was not surprised at all by the Browns' response. I think it's justified as a player you just cannot tell fans radio hosts that you're gonna kill them (laughs) everybody everybody is entitled Common sense right
1: you think it'll be common sense yeah tell you that in the first team meeting don't threaten reporters lives
2: yeah and the the we all live in the united states the first amendment says you are entitled to your own opinion you have the right of free speech which then takes all of whitehead's stupid comments off the board. The Browns immediately did the right response by cutting him. I don't think we will be seeing Whitehead on an NFL team anytime soon or ever again, because this is just such a character ruiner. It
1: is. And it really, really is. He later took, by the way, speaking of his character, he then took to Instagram shortly after to apologize, saying that the Twitter outburst was, and I quote, totally of character for myself. I'm speaking in Whitehead's point of view. I do not justify my actions, but was extremely frustrated with the way I had played and our team losing because of it. I was playing with a broken hand, but there's no excuse for my actions, and I'm deeply, deeply regretful. End quote. Seems like a change of character right there. You go from threatening a guy's life, talking in the diction that you were, and then come out and saying, Hey, my bad. I apologize. I was out of my character. Sure, that's okay. Apologies are accepted. I will extend. My, I mean, it's not for me to accept. It wasn't an attack on me. You know, tell, tell Mr. Fox, hey, I'm, hey, dude, I'm sorry for threatening your life. <laughs> I apologize. But you know what? Look, I don't think this apology is that sincere. Whitehead was cut because he threatened people's lives because he was getting criticized by people whose job it is to criticize him. Yeah. Right? What are we doing right now? We're, we're doing our job. We're criticizing <laughs> That's our job right now. I get a microphone because I get to criticize professional athletes. All right? They can come right back at me. That's fine. But don't threaten my life for doing my job. I don't walk into a McDonald's and have a guy who's giving me some freaking McFries or a McBurger, <laughs> whatever, whatever they serve. At McDonald's. I haven't been to McCadee's in, in forever. <laughs> a Big Mac. And I'll say, bruh, hey, I want a tomato. not a pickle. I'm going to pull out a knife and I'm going to point it at your face. I'm not saying that, that, that Jermaine did that, but basically, you know, let's, I, I'm not going to threaten a dude's life. I'm not going to walk in and say, dude, if you don't make this burger right, I'm going to be at your house. Sleep with one eye open tonight, right? Yeah. guy's it's doing his job. It's football. It's a game of football. Whitehead was seen in the locker room after the game, still in his pads, tweeting at these guys. In an immediate response, dude, what are you doing on your phone after a loss like that? Is that the first thing they do is check Twitter? and say, oh, my gosh, who's giving me
2: trash, I'm going to threaten his life. In that locker room, I'm sure that is what they do because <laughs> they haven't won many games in the last 10 years, so they don't have anything else to do. It's not <laughs> like they can go celebrate wins. Yeah, but, like,
1: why would you check social media, though? It baffles me. Why would you check Twitter where you, know, where you know if you played a bad game, which he did, right? The Broncos yeah. beat the Browns. <laughs> Broncos beat the Browns, So <laughs> I'm so happy about. it. The Broncos lost to the Browns two years in a row. I would have jumped out of a window. Not literally, but that's how my heart would have felt. <laughs> Whitehead did not play the best game. He got criticized for it by people whose job it is to criticize him. Then he went on Twitter right afterwards, still in his shoulder pads. And he said, hey, here's my address. Let's fight about it. Talking to fans, too, not just Dustin Fox, an NFL analyst. He was talking to fans.
2: Fans. Fans. It's a horrible look optically for the Browns, but Whitehead, because you you had to know sending those tweets out was gonna be risky. It's not like anybody can walk do you into actually, do any you act, job. Do you
1: actually think he thought about it though? Like typing it out, he's like, "Hey, this is either a good or a bad idea." Or do you think it out as without as it was out of blind rage for having such a bad game?
2: I'm thinking it was out of blind rage, but at some point your mind has to kick in and be like, "Hey." Do we really need to do this right now? Is it going to get us anywhere? Because it's not. Like, you cannot do that at any job. I can't walk into the Criterion room right now and tell our editor-in-chief that he is stupid and <laughs> that I think he should die because he criticized me, which is his job. That I just couldn't do that. I'd be fired immediately.
1: Yes, Exactly. Exactly. No one was holding a camera to his face saying, respond now. Nobody was doing that. Whitehead did it under his own power. He opened Twitter and tweeted and then sent it. Okay? Multiple tweets, by the way. You know who I... In terms of the Browns, Whitehead did a much worse job than one Baker Mayfield, who is known to have explosive outbursts on the media.
2: Or Odell Beckham Jr. Or OBJ. You know what? Baker,
1: he'll say some things, Mm -hmm. but he will just walk away, you know? I would much rather have... Somebody walk away from a press conference, then threaten somebody's life. Yes. Okay. Whitehead wasn't thinking. And speaking of people who don't think, jump in the next person. He's 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 come up recently. He's been out of the news <laughs> for about a month. And he's like, you know this what? Guy. It's been too quiet in my life. How what can I say? What can I say to be back on the media, have people talking about me? Well, it's Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, Mr. Big Chest, A B. You know what? I don't like giving him attention, but when you say stuff like this. I am forced to talk about it. The former, former, all caps on my notes, the former NFL wideout Antonio Brown is supposed to be meeting with league officials from the National Football League this next week to discuss his future in the organization and see if it will be possible for him to return this year. Okay? Consequently, right after the news of this meeting broke, AB went on to, guess what? Twitter, of all things. (laughs) Of all things. He ranted about his victimhood, in the NFL and said, imagine, he said, and I quote, okay, this is AB's tweet hours after it broke that he would be meeting with NFL league officials about coming back into the league, okay? He said, and I quote, imagine conforming, a, imagine conforming to a system, giving it 100% and see them treat me like this is unfairly. Brown said on Twitter, making money off my sweat and blood, F the NFL, I'll never play in that S word again. Treat, back, treat black people the worse. Clear my name and go F yourself. Word for word, verbatim. The guy who's having a meeting with league officials next week, the same company is telling, and he tagged them on, his, he tagged them on too. He tagged the NFL Twitter account and said, go do something to yourself. Connor Dockery's calling. We'll get his opinion here right after the break. Matt Kennedy and Josh Coleman wired up.
0: Music for the Mavs on KMSA ninety one point three FM.
1: One would say kind of heated looking at Twitter. I use Twitter a lot of the times. To err on my frustrations, I tweet a lot during Broncos games, okay? That's my prime time for tweeting. I criticize, I analyze, and I commentate what I'm seeing on the TV. And sometimes I get a little, not out of proportion, but sometimes I get a little bit animated, okay? Which is okay. It's okay to give your opinion and be animated. We live in America, First Amendment, do whatever you want. But when you come on and say, F the establishment, and you have a meeting with that exact same establishment next week about a job, maybe not the smartest thing to do. And then, oh, you can just delete it. It's okay, you can delete it. You know what? Nothing goes away on social media. Antonio Brown is back in the news, right? Matt Kennedy, Josh Coleman, 913 3FM, This is Wired Up. And to hear, to talk about it with us is our good old buddy from Met Media, MSU Denver, Connor Dockery. Connor, what's up?
0: Hey, guys, uh, thank you for once again bringing me back to the program. Connor, we love having
1: you on the show. Another fellow student journalist, student media, student commentator, we love to have your opinion. I value it. Very much, and normally we're talking college sports or whatever when you come on, but today, Connor, we love to get your opinion on what's going on. You use Twitter, too, and we use it to promote our content. We say our personal opinions, and as sports journalists, it's where we get out a lot of our own emotions, right? Especially fans do it all the time, and professional athletes are given a huge platform. They can say whatever they want, right? But we're talking about Jermaine Whitehead, the Browns, former Browns defensive back who got cut, after his comments following the Broncos game, and now we're talking about A.B., okay? Connie, you know the situation. Antonio Brown comes out and says, F the NFL. They hate black people or whatever he said in his tweet, and then he came out hours later saying, hey, I apologize. I was heated. Uh, I want to play as soon as I can. What did you make of that situation with A.B.?
0: Well, with A.B., it really comes to note as a surprise at this point. Uh, (laughs) He is obviously the over the past. A uh, few months uh, well documented for his kind of social media mishaps and you know obviously he tweeted out you know being fined for you know tweeting out like about the contract there with the Raiders and obviously got in trouble with the Raiders inevitably cut and then obviously stuff went out on social media that, you know about later about that uh, got him cut from the Patriots so again at uh, this this specific situation uh comes to uh no surprise but honestly it's this is a good example of how not to use social media. Obviously, it's, um, as an athlete, it is well, you know, encouraged that you, uh, you know, speak your mind, share your opinion. But you know, this is one way of, uh, you know, maybe a little bit too far. And uh, obviously, uh, Antonio Brown just continues to suffer the consequences, if you will.
1: Josh, what do you think of, or I guess both of you guys, what do you think of Antonio Brown's? Recant, he says, and I quote in a later tweet, I'm just very frustrated right now with the false allegations and slander to my name. I love football, and I miss it. I just want to play, and I'm very emotional about that. I'm determined to make my way back to the NFL ASAP. Josh, it kind of it contradicts what he said hours earlier.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take this one first, Connor, and then I'm going to pass it to you because I kind of have a question I want to run by you that goes with this. But to me, he completely contradicts himself. It is. <laughs> You can't come out and say, F the establishment that is paying your whole livelihood at this point. Yeah. And then a couple hours later, delete it, act like nobody saw it, and then come out and say, Yeah, I was really frustrated. I, I just want to get back to playing the game that I love. No, you stick with one opinion. You either love the game of football and you want to play in the NFL, or you don't. He's said both several times. I don't think anybody actually knows where he stands. But all it shows to me is that he has some sort of mental illness right now, whether it's CTE, mood swing mood swings, some there has to be something Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia <laughs> Something has to be going on <laughs> mentally with him for him to be going through these extreme mood swings in just a couple hours. And that is what I wanted to ask you, Connor, is do you think something is going on with with him mentally? Do you think that there's something wrong with him, or is it just A B B and A B?
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's a really good question. I'm I honestly do not think it, it, it could be. Obviously, we we don't know you know everything at this point, but you know it, there there is a chance it could be. You know, mood swings. Obviously, we've seen that with Kyrie Irving here the last uh, year, but mm-hmm. it, you know could be, you know, bipolar, could even be something like that. But at the same time, it, he could just straight up be, you know, an idiot. He could just be AB. <laughs> it, AB could just be AB at this point. Um, it, it's really hard to tell. But, uh, you know, obviously kind of his personality that we've been seeing the past few months, especially there on like hard knocks and, you know, just his tirades on social media. This, You know, he... Oh, it, was, he just, it was
1: downplayed on hard knocks. They didn't show anything controversial. They made him look like an A-plus guy. They, they try to stay away from the controversy as much as they could, in my eyes. I just want to see the outtakes,
0: <laughs> the yeah. outtakes of that, what they're not showing. But, again, at this point, it just could be like he just does not have, you know, he could be just so absorbed in the NFL spotlight, you know, accustomed to saying whatever he wants. And he could just, you know, not have that filter at that point.
1: Connor Dockery from MSU Denver, Miami Media, is joining us here on Wired Up. Let's see if we can get a fourth opinion. Max Kellerman on ESPN First Take. Connor, I think you should be able to hear this. I'm not entirely sure. I've never tried this, but we're going to play a clip real quick. This is on first take this morning. This is what Max Kellerman had to say on AB's image being damaged.
0: So I got the stick, Mike, but yes. let me say this about Antonio Brown. As you would say, Stephen A., and not to make light of it, something is wrong with him. Yes. And it's, it's, he is doing it to himself. He's telling on himself constantly. At first, it was not clear. Like, because I'm inclined to take the player's point of view. You know, I'm I'm pro player. So at first I'm like, okay, uh, he was doing it so much, chirping so much in Pittsburgh. I'm like, nah, it's probably Antonio, but then, Le'Veon Bell said, no, Roethlisberger said, oh, now you have two guys saying it's Roethlisberger. How's this going to play out? And Antonio Brown got his money. Crazy like a fox. Okay, now he's going to ball for John Gruden. Never got on the field in the regular season. And he has this like, um, like a victim complex, right? I'm not, you could talk about the plight. Victim
1: complex. Victim complex. Connor, did you hear that clip? Yes. Okay, cool. You could, awesome. That works. Glad glad we actually know what we're doing here on the board. No, no, no. no, no, no. Victim complex. Played by Antonio Brown, okay? Look, he's being charged. Allegations, sexual misconduct, sexual assault. I think rape is even like the most serious uh, Mm -hmm. conduct that he's being charged with in which he's going to meet with the NFL. He's being investigated currently by the National Football League. He's going to meet with them next week. But look, 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 look. He's playing the victim card here. Mm -hmm. The only person coming against him is himself. What has the NFL done to limit Antonio Brown and his ability to play football besides anything that he's done to himself? Nothing. Nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. So I am confused about the victim card that Antonio Brown is playing. Look, I am, like Max Kellerman said, I tend to have a player-first mindset because I don't really trust Roger Goodell most of the time when it comes to making decisions based on, play, based on player personnel. But Antonio Brown is like Dennis Rodman on crack, okay? <laughs> and and we had, we had our own questions about Dennis Rodman back in the day, all right? Antonio Brown... I am concerned for his health, all right? And I'm not going to try and pull that card. Maybe he's mentally not okay right now, but I've seen him get hit in the head a lot, okay? I watched that hit. I think it was Vontez uh, yep. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yep. that hit that completely knocked him out. That does stuff to people, okay? I'm not saying it's CTE, but what if it is? What if it is? What if Antonio Brown is seriously not okay and that's reasoning for it? You know, because this is not normal person behavior. Connor, I think you would agree, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, when you have a guy like this that repeatedly just shoots himself in the foot and is, you know, obviously clearly scaring away potential employers, if a team like the Patriots is giving up on this guy because of his social media behavior, uh, that's that's a really, really Some,
4: bad thing. Somebody
1: again, with, might, might I add, somebody with his talent, somebody with his talent who's probably the best wide receiver talent in the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, who we've seen Belichick take chances on with guys like Randy Moss before. Yes,
1: that is a lot to sacrifice. And in terms of what his talent says, his attitude says so much more if they're willing to give up that talent.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. And again, it even just extends beyond the NFL. I mean, like, just going to like a normal, like, everyday job situation like you and me, like, if you, like, that'd be basically like if I went on and said some stupid stuff and then and then, like later, like my employers found out, and then you know I got fired, and then I'd be like, then that I'd, that'd be basically me like, oh well, why did I get fired but they they didn't want me blah, blah. that'd be like the same thing like it's, it's not even just that like it's it's just that like he's just not like thinking at all before he's posting. And again, it could be like some of those like mental like issues that you know you brought up, but at the end of the day, he just does not have that filter. He is not thinking before he is speaking.
1: Let's say that I wanted to apply with a job for the Denver Post, right? Or any kind of newspaper in Colorado, the Gazette. I don't know. Even the Grand Junction Sentinel. All right. Let's say that I wanted to apply for a job with them. I got an interview next week, next Thursday, let's say. Next Thursday, I got an interview. Six days till the interview, a week till the interview. And I tweet today. I go on Twitter and say, you know what? I don't think journalism is a good outlet. You know what? You know what about newspapers? They are dying off. They are racist. I am a victim of what they're doing. F whatever newspaper that is. Would they hire me the next week?
2: Absolutely not. No. I'd be so surprised if they did. It would have to be like the world's most dysfunctional paper. I would have to
1: be the best journalist, and Mm -hmm. the people at the newspaper would have to be the dumbest people to hire me. (laughs) ever okay yeah and you know what the fact that the NFL is still having this meeting with Antonio Brown says something either they just need his talent or I don't know what's going on if right after that tweet right after that tweet I would say you know we're canceling that Antonio and and I get it his actions have has have reflected his attitude in the past like it may just be him having an outburst but if anybody else did that okay let's say if Let's let's say if Drew Locke from the Denver Broncos came out and said that about, about Denver, right? Let's say if Drew Locke said, you know what, Vic Fangio, F you. He'd be off the team. Oh, yeah. He'd be off the team. Why does Antonio Brown get special
2: treatment? I think Antonio Brown gets special treatment because he's so good. And I don't think at this point you the NFL could say, like, I don't want to have this meeting with you because no further evidence has come out about his case that I know of, at least. But... To, to tell AB that we're just not going to have this meeting anymore, I think sends an even worse message to the fans because you didn't even try to see if he was innocent. In this country, we're, we're firm believers in innocent until proven guilty, and I don't think the NFL telling AB, it, it, like, screw yourself, it would help the situation. I think it would hurt the situation with ratings and stuff like that. Whether A.B. comes back or not, I think the NFL has to take that meeting.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's difficult. You know what? Because Antonio is lashing up because they feel like the NFL has kind of held off mm-hmm. this, this disciplinary because I can see if the NFL doesn't want him back this season. They don't want A.B. in the media. That's fine. They, they don't want him bringing the attention that he brought at the beginning of the year. It brought negative press mm-hmm. to the NFL because A.B. was the press. He was the media of attention. Connor, in your opinion, do you see Antonio Brown being in the NFL within the next calendar year?
0: He is going to have to do a lot of cleaning up. He needs to, like, honestly just totally get off of social media at this point because that is exactly why the uh, Oakland Raiders moved on from him and exactly why the New England Patriots moved on from him, although the Patriots situation was more linked to the case, as you guys mentioned, but it was the social media aspect of it and the stuff that was leaked of him saying and, you know, this and that, I just think he just needs to get off of social media. And there, there's a slim chance that he gets on. But, again, it's just his, you know, his attitude that is, is what's scaring teams away, and especially posts that he just made. That's just like, you know, obviously, if you're an employer, it's like, do you want this drama and stuff centered around your team? No. So he's just going to have to just totally get off the social media to have a, even the slimmest of chances of getting on the team, especially within the next calendar year.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree, 100%. Connor Dockery from MyMan Media, over at MSU Denver on the Warrior Camp on the Arroyo Campus. Excuse me, tongue twister right there. Go follow Connor Dockery at Connor Dockery on Twitter, and go follow MyMan Media at MyManMedia.com. Am I correct, Connor? Am I plugging you correctly there?
0: Yes, that is all the correct information.
1: Awesome. Connor calls all the games for the Roadrunners, and he works for the Metropolitan, which is their newspaper he writes sports articles go and read his content you can also see the Met sports show in which he does weekly connor thanks so much it is always
0: a pleasure thank you so much for having me on i'll talk to you guys later
1: connor dockery from My Man media joining us today on wired up when we come back when we come back me and josh are going to get at it who's the better center nicola Jokic or Joel Embiid? nuggets sixers tonight matt kennedy josh coleman wired up
3: sweet strawberry icing You're in Goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community.
4: Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM.
1: feel animated today. Normally I have people who are agreeing with my opinion. I guess, I guess that's how the show's kind of been. You know what? Having Jerry Peralta on the show was my normal co-host... Me and him agree on a lot of things and don't really contradict on a lot of our insights when it comes to professional sporting topics, right? I mean, but I think we can all agree that (laughs) players like Jermaine Whitehead and Antonio Brown should not belong in the NFL simply because they cannot act act as professionals, no matter how talented they are. But something that we do disagree on, we do disagree on, is this concept of who is the best center out of these two. They're playing tonight against each other, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. I think it's in Denver, right? Is the, game so. in, is the game in Denver? I'm pretty sure they are because their last game was on the road.
2: Yes, Josh is, it is in Denver.
1: It's in Denver. Okay. The Nuggets are struggling at 5-2. and two. And when I say struggling, I mean like I have quotation marks around that. It's not very often that you hear a team is struggling when they have – a 5-2 record to start off the year, right? Nikola Jokic, the center for the Denver Nuggets, has not had the best start to the season. He has three fouls in the first five minutes of the first game of the year. And since then, the unicorn, as Sixers head coach Brett Brown, has recently called Nikola Jokic. He has averaged 14.9 points per game, 5.9 assists, 9.7 rebounds, and 3.1 turnovers per contest. The Jokers' start to the year does not match the record-breaking numbers that MVP Giannis has been putting up. However, despite the first-team center struggling to get his momentum going, the Nuggets are still finding ways to win. They're currently first in the Northwest Division and are the fourth seed, I think, in the West, third or fourth. Then, off the top of my head? This is what, you know what? This this, this is what we're going to talk about, okay? Okay, well, how do you play against the Joel Embiid's, the Carl Anthony Towns, the Anthony Davises, whoever you want to bring it every night. I don't care if it is whoever or it's second-team All-NBA player. You've got to bring your game every night as an individual and as a team if you want to be a team that is serious about trying to win a championship. That is head coach Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets as he plays Joel Embiid tonight. We all remember the fight that JoJo, as Josh calls him, I didn't know that was his nickname,
2: Oh, yeah, that's a lot of people call him JoJo. Really? Okay,
1: I guess. I See, you know what? I don't think I'm going to have a fair opinion here because I don't pay enough attention to Joel Embiid and his play. Okay, I'm not a big Sixers fan. I'm not a big Ben Simmons fan. I mean, how can you not shoot him? I'm not, dude, I'm not. He made his first NBA, NBA three-pointer this year. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? I, I, I like the Sixers. I like the Sixers. I like what they're doing. I think that they can make it to the finals this year, if not the Eastern Conference Finals. I can see them meeting the Nuggets, actually in the finals this year. I would love to see it. You know, tonight may be a preview of what we may see come May, okay? But look, 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 look. Joker is facing off against Joel Embiid tonight in the game against the 76ers, personally. I think Nikola Jokic is the better center. Guess what? So do a majority of the managers in the NBA. A recent NBA survey doubled down on that ranking, with 48% of general managers voting Jokic as the top center. In the league, Embiid was second with 28% of the vote. Josh, do you agree with that poll stats, and would you vote differently? And I know you mentioned it earlier. It depends on the situation, but in terms of just all-around better center for the situations right now, who is the better center in the NBA?
2: This is such a tough question for me because the way I judge players is you have to... For, in order to be like a really big superstar in my book, you have to be able to do it on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. And Jokic just doesn't do it consistently enough and well enough defensively to get my resounding yes as the best center in the league. Offensively, no question. Defensively, there's a little bit more questions for me. I, I, I really don't know how to, who I would take. In this one, I might.
1: Um, is it a flip of the coin for you? It's, because it's, because earlier you you made it sound pretty reassuring that you that you would take Joel.
2: It, it's, it's situational for me. It's a pretty big flip of the coin. It it depends on the each night. If you're me. trying
1: to win a championship this year, who would you take?
2: Who are my surrounding players? <laughs> Either that is what does it for me. Because I don't think Jokic would be as good as he is, um, on like. Mm, let's say the Knicks. Like, Jokic would not be as good as he is with the Knicks because he just doesn't have the supporting cast. I think Joel Embiid would be doing essentially the same things because everybody knows what Joel Embiid is. You're going to get the same thing from him night in and night out. And Jokic has kind of been inconsistent because he relies a lot more on his jump shot than Joel Embiid does.
1: Yeah, look, look, Joel, I remember watching a horse video not like a video of a horse, but Joel Embiid competing in a game of horse against a fan. <laughs> I think it was last year. And once when Joel found out that he could dunk, that's all he did for the rest of the mm-hmm. game. He just he just dunked. And before that, he missed two jump shots. <laughs> he was down HO. and he's like, "Oh, we can dunk. Okay, I'm just gonna win this." How tall is how tall is Joel?
2: Joel is seven feet six eleven. Jeez. Something like that. Come on,
1: it's unfair. He's a, he's a monster-sized human being. Okay,
2: Nikola is a Seven feet.
1: Yeah, and Nikola Jokic is a glorified athletic couch potato.
2: <laughs> I mean, You're not wrong.
1: I mean, the guy, the guy is in your ideal center. No. When it comes to his – he's tall, he's big, mm-hmm. but he's not big muscular-wise, okay? His arms look like a 40-year-old soccer mom's, but, like, with the wingspan of eight feet, okay? Nikola is not your average NBA center. And he's facing off against Joel Embiid tonight. I'm so curious to see how that matchup plays about. The Joker, he's been struggling this year. He's been struggling. But he will heat up, in my opinion, because now he realizes where he's at. He is frustrated with his performance. And he's a professional. We were talking about professional players earlier and who are not professional players. Nikola is a professional player, both attitude-wise and athletic-wise. Okay? He will heat up. He will lose the necessary weight because he came into the season admittedly heavier than he ended the season last year. And he'll pick up the slack that his teammates, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Gary Harris, et cetera, have been forced to take on their backs, okay? Who would you rather have on your team? Nikola or Joel Embiid? Last year, as the two are sized up, Embiid averaged two, 27.5 points per game in the 64 games that he played. Jokic averaged 20.1 points per game in the 80 games that he played. Regular season, Joel Embiid was a better player. I will admit that, okay? In the postseason, though, listen to this, Josh. In the the postseason, Nikola averaged 25.1 points per game, 8.4 assists, and 13 even rebounds. Joel, he averaged 20.2 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, and 3.4 assists. The Nuggets showed up while the 76ers... Did not. Jokic showed up when it mattered most, and Joel did not. Later on in the season, this season that is, we will see why Nikola is a franchise-type player while Joel is not. Nikola gives a humble press conference speech while Joel fights on the court and then talks trash behind a Twitter handle or an Instagram hashtag. I'm just going to leave it as it is. Leave it right there. Jokic, we watched his interview earlier. I'm going to play it right now. Jokic is a professional, okay? This is Nikola Jokic after the game against the Heat in which he struggled in but still put up a good game. This is Jokic talking to the press.
4: We are, the, we are team basketball. This is a team game, whatever, play, whatever. So it's not one player. I mean, they don't depend on me. They're they're really good by themselves. So, I mean, they're playing really good without me. So, Coach Malone said this is close to. The-
1: I mean, I, his accent's kind of hard to understand. I get that. I get that. Okay. But monotone doesn't change. Saying my team is playing well without me. I need to get better. I take responsibility for what I am doing. Okay. When when Nikola gets heated, it's really surprising. He's a, what, what is he? What, what, uh, he's Slovakian? S- Serbian. 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 That's right. He's Serbian, European dude. Humble attitude, probably an introvert, naturally. Doesn't like to be super outspoken, okay? He plays his game, and he plays it very well. Joel, from Cameroon, right?
2: I, I believe it's some part of Africa. Let me look.
1: Okay. My, my I think my bet's on Cameroon. I think I'm correct. But Joel, I'm going to go back to where Joel Embiid has been in the news recently. He was in a fight with Carl anthony Towns on the court, more just like a glorified bear fight You're as correct. a hugging match. Cameroon. Okay. The Cameroonian Joel Embiid, he had a quote unquote altercation with Carl Anthony Towns. They were fighting in their contest and I believe they're both kicked out of the game mm-hmm. and they went after it with each other off the court as well. Following the game Embiid posted himself as a photo on Instagram and he put in the caption and I quote, I was raised around lions and a cat pulled on me tonight. LMAO at Jimmy Butler. I missed being part of the third stringers. I got his mom giving middle fingers. That's some serious real estate. Hashtag fight night. Hashtag I ain't no B, AKA expletives. Because I'm not going to say it on the air. I ain't no B. Just finish that for yourself. And then Carl Anthony Towns responded. I'm not going to go back between that exchange because it's it's silly. It's silly. The fight, I get it. I would not want to be stuck in the middle of that. We saw Ben Simmons get Carl Anthony Towns in a chokehold. I'm not condoning any of those actions. It was entertaining nonetheless, but we watched it back. I think both are responsible for starting it. Joel, I mean, when he's going to get pushed, he's going to push back. He may already instigate it himself. All right, but you know what? Nicola has never gotten in a fight. We were talking about who's a better MVP candidate. I said that personality and how you present yourself off the court also goes into an MVP discussion. Nicole Jokic was fourth last year in the MVP mm-hmm. votings behind Paul George. I think Joel Embiid was sixth or seventh or something like that. I think personally because Nicole Jokic is a much more respected individual as a professional basketball player. Joel Embiid has more enemies. Would you concur with that?
2: I would concur with that. But my issue is with when it comes to regarding MVP talks, I get so tired of everybody throwing in that this person needs to be Good Morally to be able to win this award because that is not what the award is about and I know you Play put that into into your uh Who why you would pick Nicola over Joel for the MVP? Which I respect that you're entitled to your own opinion, but I don't think it should be brought into this conversation because MVPs are supposed to be most valuable to their team most valuable players to their team which I understand character br- comes into that, but very rarely do we do you see disputes between teammates. They happen, but it's usually not in good fun, but it's usually it happens, and after you, you're still teammates, you still have each other's backs. I rarely see Joel Embiid getting into it with his teammates. It's always with those who he's going up against his opposition. So I think that character needs to get tossed out the window. I think Joel Embiid is a better athletic center, and he's way better on the defensive end than than Nikola Jokic. But Jokic is way better offensively, and yes, he's less outspoken. He will put his team first, I think, in more press conferences than Joel Embiid will. But I don't think Joel Embiid is a bad teammate by any means, and I think a couple of the instances are kind of clouding your judgment about how his character. And the thing that really stands out to me if, with your argument is Jokic came into this season heavy. Joel Embiid did not. They lost in the Eastern conference finals last year. Actually, no, it might've even been the divisional second. series yeah. second round, which he walked to the locker room. No, it was the Eastern conference finals. Mm
1: it wasn't because the bucks were in the eastern conference finals with the raptors.
2: I can't remember now. I watched so much basketball. <laughs> it was it was it
1: was, right. it was the second round that the sixers were in. Cuz I remember that Joel went out early. He was very upset.
2: Yeah. And he came back to the lo- to to the tunnel crying and he said this offseason it's where I become great. And I don't think I saw that from Jokic this offseason. You lost in game seven just like Joel Embiid did in the same exact round. And you come back heavy. That just doesn't scream superstar to me. Like superstars take that loss and they get in the gym. They lose the weight because Jokic has played heavy every single year. He's been in the league. (laughs) He he, he, he needs to improve his body and get back in the offseason for me to really, really say he's that MVP.
1: Look, Nikola's been as good as he is looking like a guy who comments from his computer chair, okay? He's one of the best players in the league, (laughs) despite him looking like that. He's not your ideal MVP physical candidate. But the fact that he still plays like one, despite that factor, says something about his ability to play the game, okay? He may not be able to run a five-second 40, (laughs) probably six-second 40, okay? But his His persona, his character, and his basketball IQ speaks for himself. He stays at that weight because I'm going off of what he says. He wants to be able to, like, body up guys Mm -hmm. inside the paint. He kept that. that weight because of that. But the fact that he's coming in more out of shape than he has been says something that he has to grow as a player, right? Nicola isn't relying on his physical attributes to play the game very well. But now he may realize, and I think he does realize that, that he needs to improve himself more and be able to perform better as a physical, professional athlete on the basketball court. Joel is already there. He's got to beat physical-wise. But you know what? In terms of long-term, able to handle tough games, rebound in the most proper way, I'm going to take Nikola anyway. Because if I'm, to, if I'm going to go to a Game 7, a heated Game 7... Let's say Joel is facing off against the Celtics, okay? Him and Kemba Walker, or whoever the center is for that And it's Cantor. Yeah, Cantor. Oh, my gosh. Cantor, get into it. Let's say that happens, and that may as well happen, okay? Probably will. I see Joel Embiid getting a tech late in the game, costing his team points, compared to Nikola Jokic drawing a tech, being stoic, and nailing a key free throw for his team more than Joel Embiid would. I will give you that. I see that aspect. But if I'm going to say... You know, who can last the full 40 minutes on a court? I'm going to say it's going to be Joel. Yeah. Right? I'm going to say that because he's better conditioned. But you know what? Nicola played more games last year. He played 80. Joel played 60. I think he was hurt at some
2: point. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. That's been Joel Embiid's biggest issue is he has not played a full season in his four years, four or five years in the league.
1: Joel or or Nicola? Joel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because what did he have last year? He had like... Knee injuries or ankle or something.
2: And he missed his rookie year with that foot surgery. Like, he has not been able to play an entire season, even in college.
1: I'm curious to see how this game goes tonight. Um, If you are a DirecTV holder, you can actually watch it on Altitude. If you're a Comcast, not so much. Stream it on Reddit. That's what I've been doing. Because Altitude is still at a stalemate, a gridlock with the big three. They got back with DirecTV, they made up, and they're on their honeymoon now. Their second honeymoon, while well, Comcast and is it, oh, I can't remember who the other one is. Who's the other one of the big three? Dish, Dish, Dish. Sure,
2: believe so. I believe that was what they're. I think
1: it's Dish. Yeah, I thought I think Dish does not have outstude. So if you want to watch the game, I don't think it's isn't it going to be nationally televised. Mm. Actually, it may be nationally televised. I'm not. Might be. It says at the top. Look at on ESPN. Doesn't say, does it? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's probably not nationally televised. That game should be. I don't know why this game is not nationally televised. Come on, let's put it on CNT. More, no. this game out of any game should be nationally televised. Who's who's a favorite to win this game? Sixers.
2: Uh, no, the Nuggets.
1: By how much? What's the percentage? Five. Five percent. So this game could go either way. Uh, I think the Nuggets will take this because they are at home. They love the home court advantage, and I think Nicole is going to have a great game. So.
2: ESPN is predicting the Nuggets to win this game by 60. The like percent is Philly by 38 Has a 38.9 percent chance to win and Denver is a 61.1 61
1: Wow Wow considering how the Sixers started out because mm-hmm. they're what five and two
2: the both teams have the same record of five and two The Sixers are three and two away though, and the Nuggets are two and one at home.
1: Okay, that home court advantage That's that's that difference right there mm-hmm. Nicole's gonna have a breakout game Triple-double by the Joker. Joel, he will have a good game, but he won't have as many assists as Nicole Jokic will have. Watch that game tonight. I believe it's at 7 p.m. Nope. It's going to start here in a little bit. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Matt Kennedy, Josh Coleman, wire up.
4: My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. filling in for Smokey,
3: cause after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's
1: much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees. Whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the
0: Ad Council. Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM.
1: If you missed any of the show, if you missed any of this amazing, awesome show that featured me and Josh Coleman along with Connor Dockery during the second 15 minutes of the show. Go back and listen to it on the Wired Up Sports Podcast. And yes, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcast. Follow us, give us a, a review, a rating, or whatever you want. The Wired Up Sports Podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasting stuff. Go and do that. Love it. Love it, love it. Josh, thanks for coming on today. It's been awesome.
2: No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, Josh has been a... Uh, a regular to fill in. He's going to be calling the theme volleyball game tonight, which you can watch live on the Armac network powered by stretch internet. Go and watch that. Josh will be doing it by himself.
2: Yep. First one. It'll be really interesting. I kind of wanted it to, to do it by myself though, because I'm the beat writer for the team yeah, yeah. for our school newspaper. I just feel like when I pl- do play by play calling, I end up color doing color as well. So might as well. There just you go. Do makes, it alone. That makes
1: for a good commentator. And then tomorrow on Saturday, me and Josh will be calling the uh, CME Volleyball game versus UCCS. It's going to be their second-to-last home game, I believe, or third-to-last. Second. second Second-to-last home game at Bronson Arena. They're facing off against the Mountain Lions. Listen to that live on 903 from KMSA or watch it live on the RMAC Network. It's going to be the exact same audio. We're talking Nuggets. They face off against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. We were talking about Joel Embiid versus Nicole Jokic. It's going to be the story tonight. But the other supporting cast for both teams, Ben Simmons for the 76ers and the, and the Nuggets, with their stud of a bench, Torrey Craig, I think he's actually starting to know. I think, no, Will Barton's back. He is starting. He's been a beast since he's come back. Will Barton has been awesome. Remember last year, he was like, oh, Will Barton scored 10 points in a single game. You got to bench him, dude. He's the worst player. You know, the, 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 the. No, Will Barton's been a stud, dude. Defensively, He's won the Nuggets at least three games this year because of of his defensive effort.
2: Well, and he gets it done offensively and defensively, but he also is such an effort and energy guy for this Nuggets team. It's hard to keep him out of the starting lineup.
1: Oh, exactly. And Michael Malone has sucked with his guy. Will Barton, Torrey Craig, is an excellent backup. So is Jeremy Grant. I love the Nuggets bench this year. I, I love Jeremy Grant. Put him in the dunk contest this year. I mean, he's already had at least five posters already. He's been fantastic. I'm just talking to anybody who's on the Nuggets. You know, Jeremy Grant has been a stud muffin for the Nuggets this year.
2: I was so excited to see when we traded for him this summer because he's a great off-the-bench guy, but he can shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. He can handle it pretty well. But he plays with a lot of energy and effort, which seems to be kind of the Nuggets remedy right now. They want those guys to come in. They don't have to score 20 points a game. But if they can rebound well, they sell out for the balls that could go out of bounds. As If they give the effort that Mike Malone is looking for, they they will be Nuggets for some time. And that's kind of what Mason Plumley is for the Nuggets. Plumley was
1: considered a bust when they traded Nerkic. I think. Yep. Yeah, that was who they traded him away for. And uh, he's proven them wrong. Plumley, while Nicola has like foul issues or is just not playing up to it. Pelmy's been a formidable backup. He really can adapt to the way that the Nuggets play, and the team has not been centered around the Joker this year, which has been rather discouraging but also comforting to watch. Jamal Murray has been having a fantastic season despite his little wrist and hand injury. Uh, Gary Harris has been dealing with some injuries as well, but he's back in the lineup. And other guys like uh, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., who we have yet to see really come into his own. As an NBA player, he's he's working off the kinks. Okay, it's gonna take him maybe about a month or two to really fill into that role, and maybe even a year before we really start to see him break into that superstar status in which he's projected to.
2: For some reason, I really hate Michael Porter Jr.'s jump shot. Is, is it awkward for you? It's awkward. It's there's so many hitches in it. It seems like it just like when you watch Kevin Durant shoot. It is the most fluid jump shot you've ever seen. It's all one motion. And then you watch Michael Porter Jr., who is super close to KD physically.
1: Yeah, tall, lengthy.
2: Yeah, it's a really weird shot. He basically, it's even hard to explain. He gets down super low and then explodes up, and then his leg's like half kick out halfway through the shot before it has, le- has left his hand. It's just weird to watch, and I feel like he needs to kind of smooth that out before he's really going to step into his own.
1: It's a weird shot, but I'm excited to see him play more in the paint. Um, he's been coming out the bench recently. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Michael Malone does with him. Tonight, hopefully he'll get on the floor, but I'm really looking forward to see uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic work as a trio, which they're so good at, Paul Millsap as well. Tonight, Pepsi Center, Nuggets, 76ers, live on altitude. Go watch it. And enjoy it. We'll talk about that game next week or whatever games the Nuggets have. Hopefully they will come away with a dub and we'll see the Nuggets still on top of the Northwest Division by this time next Friday. As for today, that's all we got. Join us next week, same time, same place. Matt Kennedy, Josh Coleman, Wired Up.